among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Hey folks, good evening and welcome to another episode of Phantoms of Monsters Radio where we explore the strange and the unexplained. I'm your host, Lon Stricker. Thanks for joining us this evening. So the uh, Phantoms of Monsters Radio channel is made possible by you liking, subscribing, and sharing our programming. Super chat and super thanks donations are essential for us to continue offering you our unique content. Uh, you can also support the channel by using the uh, Buy Me a Coffee link or our banner in the description below. Your description is very much needed and appreciated. So, tonight, Lee Hample is a retired math and physics teacher from Illinois and the owner of a mysterious 35-acre hayfield along Bray Road near Elkhorn, Wisconsin. His experiences and research were featured in Linda Godfrey's book, Monsters Among Us, and in the Small Town Monsters production, The Bray Road Beast. Over the years, Lee has conducted further research on his farm in an effort to discover more evidence related to the Bray Beast phenomena. And uh, Eric Mendel, or excuse me, Eric Mendel, of uh, Bucks County Paranormal Investigation, whose team has been actively investigating the phenomena, will be joining us as well. So, gentlemen, thanks for joining me this evening. Hey, Lon, how you doing? Lee. Hey, hey, how you doing, Eric? Hi, Lon. Good to thank see you, man. For, thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you. Uh, and first of all, let me, let me mention that Lee will be on Coast to Coast tonight. So you may want to tune in for that, and uh, thank you. I think it's going to be a busy night. Anyway, I just hope <laughs> I just hope you uh, uh, don't get too wore out from all of this. I know how it is to be on coast to coast; it just wears you down. But uh, <laughs> no problem. I, so, I, I was I was a teacher ahead. thirty-five years, and you're talking six hours a day. So well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that in itself is an achievement. So uh, I, uh, my hat's off to you. Um, let me ask you, when you bought this farm, did you have any idea of what you were getting into? Oh, absolutely none. Zero. Um, never had heard of any beast of Bray Road, nor had any interest in it. I mean, I purchased the farm in 2007, um, and uh, I didn't farm there till 2011 was the first summer I farmed there. I planted the hay, and I had a local farmer who, who farmed it on shares. And in 2011, after my mom passed away, bless her soul, I, I was renting land from her, and then I moved my, my operation up to Elkhorn. 
2012 and 2013, I just, I farmed it and nobody said anything. I mean, you know, and then in 2013 in September, um, I made a mistake and I, I cut hay and it was ready on a Sunday, but that Sunday, the bears were playing the Packers and I called, I called the kid, the guys who helped me from Illinois. And I said, you can you guys help Sunday. You'll know the bears are playing the Packers. And I had two from Elkhorn helping me. And I said, can you guys help? He goes, no, bears are playing the Packers. I go, oh man, I got to bail this hay. So I went to my farm and I was just going to drop the hay on the ground. I had to get it bailed. And I was passing by one of my neighbors and the two, two of them were standing out there. And I stopped in. I said, hey, what are you guys doing? They go, nothing. I said, you're not watching the Bears-Packer game? No, no. I said, you want to load some hay? And they said, sure. And I said, so what do you want? And he said, oh, buy us a, you know, I'm in Wisconsin, so buy us a case of Coors. Okay, you got it. So after <laughs> we did that, 600 bales of hay, we were standing at the end of my shed looking out the hayfield. This would have been September of 2013. Mm-hmm. And... And the one gentleman said to me, he said, hey, you know, the werewolf lives back on your property. I go, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? You know, that you don't want to hear those particular words, the werewolf lives back <laughs> on your property. And, uh, and he said, oh, yeah, I know my wife thought. And, and uh, my neighbor, he started naming neighbors who I knew had seen it. And he named four or five people. And. He said it was called the Beast of Bray Road, based on what Linda had named it, and and I, you know, I, I had no interest, and here it was presented to me in my backyard, and I put out a raccoon. A couple of days later, I was uh, picked up a, a raccoon on the road, and I put it out back. I threw it on my my west fence line, and I went back a couple of days later, and here it had been cut open, and the intestines taken out. Now, it was down in about three feet of grass, and nothing, there was no grass disturbance. So I thought the only thing that could fly that could get this would be a hawk could go down there, I guess, peck it open and take the intestines. I thought, well, this is really strange. And I had grown up on a dairy farm. I grew up outdoors a lot, uh, doing hunting and, and other activities in the, in the woods and field. And I don't think it could be a hawk. Well, then two days later, it's out of this, what I call a nest. It was three feet of grass, and and there was no disturbance, and it's put in a little pile 15 feet away, and it's it's all maggots, and it's put into a little pile. I go, okay, this is not not a hawk. And Brother Fred gave me a camera, and he said, you know, put out a raccoon, and we'll get a picture of it. Well... That was eight years ago, and I have some pictures, but uh, it's been I should have dozens and dozens and dozens of pictures after putting out raccoon and 19 deer, 18, 17 of them were carried away. So that was my introduction into the werewolf lives back on your property. So when did you get in contact or with Linda, or, or when did Linda get in contact with you? Okay, so, so I had a... a so I didn't even have a computer. We have a computer, but my wife uses it for our business, so I don't touch right. that. And I had a, a teacher friend who had a computer, so I was taking uh, 
you know, the SD cards over to him that I was getting that were, you know, had these lights on and had, had, uh, 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 you know, funny, funny creatures or, you know, uh, or, or the deer be there, then the mist would come and, and then the deer would be gone. And so, uh, and so we, he said, you got to talk to somebody. So I looked up on uh, Google and Linda's name came up and I emailed her in, uh, October of 2013. Interesting. So, um, what, other than the, the, you know, the carcasses that you put out there, what are other type of evidence or strange occurrences have uh, led you believe that something is roaming around your property? Well, tracks are facts. And I, I have uh, two separate types of tracks. I sent you one, which is a five-toed, seven-pad canid track. Okay. And if you look at it closely. You'll see there's five toes, there's a center pad, and there's a heel pad. I've seen this track hundreds of times. I counted up before I came on the show here. I think about 15 people who I have brought to DNR of Wisconsin have seen it. And, uh, you know, and I've sent it to track experts. And my brother Fred sent it to track experts. And nobody has been able to identify. And they say there's no animal. There's no canid animal. There's one five-toed cat that lives in Siberia that has five toes and six pads. But this is a five-toed, seven-pad track, and there's no known canid or no known animal that has this track. And yet I've seen it hundreds of times on my farm and, and right along my fence line on the neighbor's farm. Mm. And that's a fact. That that track has been noted, and, and, and I have castings and pictures, uh, many pictures of it. And there's just no, no animal that has that track. They tell mm. me it's double head or... But then there's a, another animal stepped in it, but I tracked it half a mile many times, and and uh, it, it's it con- it's continues to be the sim- same track. There's actually uh, different. There's I have a this one is about three and a half by three inches, which would be the size of a wolf track. People say, well, it's an abnormal coyote. Well, abnormal coyote is like two to two and a half inches. It's fifty percent bigger than a coyote track. And uh, so uh, they say, well, it's a double hit. And I, you know, I, I, I track it for a half mile and it, and it stays consistent. So it, it, it is not a double hit. It's not an abnormal um, coyote. Uh, we have no wolves in the Walworth Elkhorn County area. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's absolutely a very, very, very unique track. Um. So when the DNR or the other experts had seen it, what was their estimate as to how big this thing was and how it was getting around? Did they give you any idea? None of them would concede that it was bipedal. I have snow tracks that where it it takes a four takes four foot step all the way across my property. Uh, a four foot step in a straight line. The balance of this particular animal. And the ability for it to take a four-foot step for a quarter mile uh, is is very very unusual. And uh, the one track expert told me it had to be a very long-legged wolf. I go, well, okay, so four-foot <laughs> step, not stride step. That's an eight-foot stride if you consider it being bipedal. So right. 
the, the none of the experts would ever concede that it was a bipedal. I also have uh, pictures where it takes a ninety degree right angle, just 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 like a like a person could do. And I've I've you know had people you know reenact that, take that five that ninety degree corner, and it, it fits perfectly with a bipedal animal. So. Uh, I mean, I've seen the animal th- uh, two times. Uh, okay. And, so and what did it look like to you? Well, the first time uh, was at night, 1030 at night. And uh, and I came out of my driveway to head down. down. Uh, my driveway actually comes out in Bowers. I'm a quarter mile from Bray Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my actual address is Bowers, which is a parallel road to Bray Road. And the back end of my property is a quarter mile. And I, when I pulled out of my uh, pro- my property, I turned, and uh, right away there were two red eyes about three feet off the ground right next to the road. And I knew instantly that that was not a coyote or was not a deer. Um, uh, they, they I've seen many times, and they're yellow, yellow-green eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I threw my brights on, and I was approximately – 200 feet from it when I turned on my driveway it went then it went down the embankment and that embankment is four and a half feet uh, uh, deep and it was May 5th 2017 and and uh, it was in a, there's a foot of grass on top of the embankment and it's looking over the top of that at me so that puts it right at six six and a half feet and I threw my brights on and I tried to redirect them out into Go towards it better, and I'm moving. I accelerated, and instantaneously it jumps 15, 20 feet, and I see one red eye, and I mean just quicker than quicker than quick. I don't know how to describe it. Even he jumped another 15, 20 feet, and he turned again and again. I saw one more red eye, and I thought I went down the road, turned around, came <clears> back, <throat> called my brother Fred. Uh, so I got to call somebody because I got to tell what this was, what I just saw, you know. Right. And I thought I called him like maybe 11 o'clock, it's 10.30, I pull up, maybe 10.50, sometime in there. And he says I called him around midnight. So I don't know where I was for an hour. And then that night I, I became very ill, too. So those are some things that I've heard that have have occurred with other individuals who have you have seen the, the have seen a cryptid type creature. Yeah. Uh, then October or May uh, May eleventh of twenty twenty one, just a year ago, at three thirty in the afternoon, I was out my property and I was going to check my uh, cameras and I looked into the neighbor's field and here here it was. It was a quarter mile away. I took pictures with my iPhone eleven and it was crouched down. And then it stood up and it walked away from me into the woods and it dropped into all four and then it went into the woods. And that's what I saw. And that's what my pictures show. Uh, a friend, uh, a, a person I know, he, he works in the camera industry in Chicago. He used to work in Hollywood. And I told him about it. And he said, I have an app. I'll tell you how big it is if you know how far away it is. Well, you just go on Google. You can tell how far it is. And his app said it was six and a half to seven feet tall. And the shoulders were three to three and a half feet wide. And and I went over there. I called my brother Fred, 
and I went over there and I said, stay on the phone because I'm <laughs> going over. I just saw the creature. I know I just saw the beast of Bray Road. And, and I told him, I told him, just, you know, if this thing comes out, you know, uh, just just call the coroner or somebody because I'll just become that's <laughs> in folklore because I know how strong this thing is. And, and, there. and where it was crouched down, it was drawing circles. It drew circles in the ground. Fresh circles of drawing the ground. And then here were the five-toed, seven-pad tracks, um, you know, uh, walking away. Yeah, it was drawing circles in the ground. So. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, well, you mentioned the possibility of supernatural aspect of this beast. Uh, I've heard a lot of stories about you know the, the Bray Road beast and some of the strange aspects to it. Of course, we've been investigating these upright canines in Pennsylvania for years now, and it's you know they disappear. They they seem to have some type of infrasound. They cause uh, people to back off. Some people get ill, like you said. Uh, it's a lot of different things. Um, so you do believe in that there is some paranormal or supernatural uh, abilities that these beings oh. have? Oh, absolutely. It, it, uh, it uh, I mean, uh, you track it in the snow. And, I've, uh, you know, I've had other people come. My brother Fred has seen it. You, you'd be tracking along the snow. And the normal, the, the, it takes two to two, you know, two footsteps. And there's another guy that has a different track. We call him the fist track. He takes about three footsteps. But you'll be tracking, and all of a sudden, there's just no more tracks. Just ends. And whether it, it goes into another dimension, uh, you know, my brother Fred said it went to thin air, uh, you know, but it just ends. There's no, there's no, there's no more tracks. And, it, and then some, and they'll just start. I mean, I, I've been in my field, and here's two tracks side by side, a foot apart, landed in my field in in snow, and walked off. I mean, you know, I called, I'll say my brother Fred again, I called him, and he, I, he, I said, come up, you got to see this, you got to come out here. And he said, tell me it parachuted in. I go, oh, I think something just parachuted there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, he, he, he didn't make it, but he has seen, many people have seen that where this tracks just end. Well, there's no, you got to call it supernatural because we have no natural animals that can be walking along two to three foot steps, four foot steps, uh, and, and just stop, just disappear. There's no more steps. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that you, you got to go to supernatural. Well, you know. This is something we run into with a, with a myriad of cryptids. I mean, Bigfoot, uh, K, you know, cryptid canines, uh, winged beings, winged humanoids. You know, this fact that that they can suddenly disappear or they do things or that are just not explainable. And um, yeah, so wow. So Eric, let me ask you. Now you've been out there twice now within the past year. Uh, well, within a year's time. Yeah. Uh, and you were on here, I don't know how long ago, about five or six months ago. Yeah, six months ago. Uh, it was October 2nd through the 4th of 2021. Right. And then we were just out there April 28th through May 1st for the follow-up. Right. 
Um, so uh, what have you know? Kind of give us a thumbnail of what you've been you know what you've been discovering out there. I know you and Lee have been together and uh, working together, and uh, tell us what you you know you have for us. Well, I mean, first of all, Lee has given us, you know, full access to the property. So that makes it a lot easier to do this investigation and and has shown us pictures uh, that are uh, just blow you away. I mean, and the evidence that Lee has, uh, you know, in in researching this, because his research has been so pure, you know, since the beginning here, you know, so nothing, everything that he's been kind of going, you know, every event that's happened, he's been documenting this, which is which is beautiful. And as researchers, we love that because then you have a real time, uh, you know, uh, documentation of what's been going on. Mm-hmm. So when we were out there in October, I mean, literally, we hit the lottery in paranormal activity when we were there. Um, and I like what Lee just said about parachuting down because I have that was something that really struck me the first time we were there. Um, and when we were there the night of October 3rd, I mean, I'll never forget it because uh, we, prior to the investigation, we were Lee was showing us pictures and and all these different anomalies that are going on, these crazy lights in the woods, um, very strange looking orbs in the sky over the field that look like they've got something inside of them, you know, which got me thinking about what we saw that night. So um, the and, you know, I'm sure some of your listeners know, and I'll just recap real quick. We just sure. you know, we basically uh, went, we started the investigation about 8.30 that night of October 3rd. It was a Sunday. And uh, as soon as we got out there, uh, our team member, Dominic, looked up and he's like, what the hell is that? And he looks over and it, it was a solid orb. Now, Lee has gotten some orbs on his night scope. This was a solid orb going over the field. And, and for all intents and purposes, it was a UFO. You could see planes. You could see the planes on either side, and they were, you know, the flashing lights and whatnot. This was just a solid white orb going over the field. As it's going over, it's going over fast, and then it does like a 45-degree angle and disappeared. You could see it all on the video. It's all right there. So we could not believe what that what that was. Um, right after that, and this is why when Lee said parachuting down, it got me thinking, was this orb depositing these creatures or this creature because right after that we heard this howl that was not it was definitely not a coyote it was not a wolf it wasn't a dog it wasn't a fox owl all these things that we've gone through that we've listened to it's not that this was like a guttural almost it was almost like a man screaming out in the field and it was just this low guttural thing. And we have a clip, I think, too, of that. But what we what that's what we heard. And we could not believe it. We heard it in the distance, very faintly in the distance. And then we heard another one closer. And then the third one that you'll hear here is what uh, what we heard. I don't know if you got sound here or not, but. Yeah, I don't know if does Vince have the sound up? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but the uh that particular clip, oh my god. And it's on our video too, you could hear it. Right. It's uh it's on uh, the Beast of Bray Road alive and well. But you could see our reactions there too. I mean, we were shocked. Um and it was that was the that was the second thing. And the third thing, 
which has been happening to Lee. And you could see it on his trail cam pictures. And we just talked about it where this mist comes over. Um, we saw this mist start coming up from the field. Now, this mist has been also associated with Bigfoot sightings. It's also been associated with, with other cryptids. So this was very, very strange. And then, um, so that was, and then we had a lot of electronic disturbances out in the field that night and mm-hmm. earlier in the day. We had um, our, our drone operator, Scott. It's like Lee took us down to the area where we call the bait area, where he had, where he just told you about where he had the raccoon and the tall grass. So earlier that day, I had baited that area with stake bones that we had the night before. But we were, when we were down in that area, Lee was taking us down. Lee was on the tractor, and we were following him down on uh, four-wheelers. And Scott on the drone has to wear these, like, virtual reality glasses. Mm-hmm. We disappeared. When we were in the field, he, was, he could not find us. It's kind of like we went into this area that was completely void of anything. And then he somehow he found us again. But there was a blank spot. There was like a dead zone in that particular area. And I think that's what's going on there. We, you know, Lee, and I think Lee will agree with me because we've talked about this. You know, there's a there's some kind of a portal there. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of weird, really weird energy there. And our lavalier microphones were starting to cut in and out right after we heard the howl. And that was the other thing too. We didn't have any huge microphones on. We had little... Uh, lavalier microphones that were hooked onto our jacket. That's how loud this thing was from at least 150 yards away. And uh, it was, it was amazing. And uh, so this last time we were there, um, you know, we did some, we did some reconnaissance and, and uh, when we were there the last time the corn was up. um, And again, I think this corn, the way it was up, it gave this creature some cover. Mm-hmm. because right after we heard the howl, we shined our light over to that area, which I didn't realize until Lee told me later. Um, and I kind of got disoriented when I was out there, but that was the wetlands area that we heard this howl coming from. So we shined our light over there to see if we can get any eye shine. And sure enough, we did. And it was about six or seven feet up in the tree line. And you could see it. One of these things like going like that. So it was mm-hmm. definitely looking at us and, you know, and other researchers have been there and, you know, and it's basically like, like we've talked about Lee, it's like telling this thing is telling them to get out of there, you know, and some people commented, how come you guys didn't stay longer? And it's like, you know, you want, at that point, we had no protection whatsoever. We had like yeah. a radio and a flashlight. That was it. But, you know, it was, uh, it was really kind of like, life-changing to be honest with you because i had always heard about the beast of bray road and i had thought we're going to go out we're going to get a great video we're going to do this great documentary not thinking that we'd actually encounter the creature but we did you know um jay pacochin's in in the chat tonight he mentioned something about the uh lost time and uh you know know and and lee has mentioned that too and i've heard others talk about it as well Hey, uh, Lon, Vince, yeah. Vince has the, the clip again. Yeah, go ahead, Vince. Put it up there. This is what... Are you hearing this howl? I am hearing this howl. It's coming from over that way. Oh, shit. Fuck. Uh-oh. That's getting closer. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, it was nothing that you and you know, you know what a coyote sounds like. Absolutely. You know what a, a wolf sounds like. That was neither of this. Mm -mm. And mm -mm. Lee, didn't you say you so you took the clip over to your neighbor and he says, oh, yeah, that thing's been hanging around for a couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah. He, he said um, my one neighbor um, has has uh, heard. Uh, many sounds, uh, a, hy a hyena type sound was chasing coyotes uh, two years ago. And so I took your clip over to him and I said, I said, uh, um, you know, here's what, uh, you know, some researchers found uh, and uh, here's what they heard out in the field. And I played it for him and he said, oh, yeah, that thing. And of course, this was right after your video came out, uh, which would have been like, uh, October, end of October. I think right. you got you really edited it very quickly and very well. And uh, he said, "I've been yes, I've been hearing that sound. That's been a lot closer up by these house, up closer by my barns here." And he said, "Yeah, I don't, I do not stay out here at night anymore." But uh, he said, "I heard it. I it was very close. I called my wife. I said, bring the truck out, come out because it's an outbuilding that is he has a shop in." And he said, "Come out and get me." And uh, uh, he he did, would not walk to, from the from the shop to his barn, which would, from shop to his house, which would be probably well, two three hundred feet football field. Yeah, you know. And uh, he said, "Yeah, I don't stay out here at night." He said that 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 sound has been here for a couple of weeks now. See, I mean, Lon, we're talking about people that can't don't want to leave their houses with these things out there. You know, I mean, it's like yeah. now we now we were just there, and I mean, I don't know. We, we're, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. And, um, well, let me uh, let me uh, ask uh, Vincent. Go ahead and key that up again, so we get a second crack at this. Um, so everybody is ready for it. Can listen to it. Go ahead. Are you hearing this howl? I am hearing this howl. It's coming from over that way. Oh shit! Fuck. Uh -oh. That's getting closer. Wow, that's no coyote I've ever heard. No. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> that's interesting. And wow. uh, to add on to the story, in 2000. 19 before the COVID, yeah. Summer of 2019, I was out in my truck and I was looking through my uh, night scope and was watching orbs come and go and play games with me. They come up to my truck and play peekaboo. They come up the front and they go down and they come around the side. And and um, I called a friend and I said, you know, to tell him I was out in the field. And, and uh, yeah, there's an orb you have up there now, orb and a, and a shaft of light. I've seen. I have hundreds and hundreds of pictures of those. And that was a little bit different sound than that, but very similar sound to that. And it was very close. And and uh, and over the phone, he said, what the hell is that? I go, I don't know, but it's right here in the wetland. And I was parked very close to the wet, my wetland area. And I go, I don't know, but I'm not getting out of the truck. And that was similar. Because then there was rustling in the grass, in the wetland grass. You could hear the rustling in there. 
uh, of course, I I was already in my truck, and I had my uh, which I had told uh, Eric he should take out. I take out a flare gun because uh, I don't think first of all I don't want to shoot it, and second of all I don't think a any type of a gun would would hurt it at all. Um, so I take the flare gun. Hopefully, it would scare. And I had the flare gun with me when I go out and take that, and uh, and he heard it over the phone. Uh, when I was talking in my truck, I had the windows down, but, uh, and, and I've heard another time, uh, probably just 10 feet from my truck. Um, I heard there, there was, uh, uh, my friend heard rustling again, coming out of the wetland and it came behind my truck. And then it went by my passenger door. And at that point, probably 10, 15 away, feet away from my passenger door that it was a, a grunt or a growl. I, I don't it's kind of hard to distinguish what it was, but um, right, right next to my passenger door. So, mm. some people are asking. Uh, they can hear that audio again. They they can hear it on that video. It's on our uh, channel. It's uh, you know it's called the Beast of Bray Road, alive and well. Eric Mintel investigates. Check it out. So, you know, give it a listen because uh, I mean it's still perplexing. I mean, for us to be there that night, and you know, Lon, the thing is, we're out in the field. We're doing this research. Lee is out in the field. We're out in the field. We're out there. You know, we're doing this this mm-hmm. research. I mean, somebody had said to me uh, <laughs> at the town hall we had recently, she said, well, has this thing ever, ever attacked anyone? I've never heard it attack anyone. And I had just, she's like, well, why didn't you stay out there longer? And I was like, well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to, you know, stay out there and find out if it was going to attack anybody. You know, yeah, no sense beating the beast. Exactly, me. exactly. So, uh, and like Lee said, we 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 should have taken the flare gun. That's what we should have done. Um, and, but and also, also, what my brother Fred told you was it changes out there at night. Oh, that's one thing, Fred. This is the other thing, Lon. If you talk to Fred, to Lee's brother, Fred. These guys are, this is what I love about Lee and Fred. Fred came at, the, he's an IBM guy. He's a guy that didn't have any interest in whatsoever. But then talking to him and then having his own experiences on the farm, he's a true believer now. And some of the things that, that also, the last time we were there, uh, Lee, you, you and Fred found these square tracks. And this time around, we saw, we went to a new area. And we saw a lot of these square tracks, which were really, really interesting. I've been seeing those since 2013 and the five. Yes. Mm. Do they look uh, man-made like some type of uh, device or something? Yeah. I didn't send you one of those pictures. It's, it's a four, four inch by four inch track. And the best way and and this, this, uh, he, this one, he's, he's large, he's heavy. Uh, he sinks in dry ground like two two and a half inches, and it just looks like it, it looks like if you could take if I had to imitate, I would take my fist, dig it in the ground, and spin the dirt backwards. Mm. And, and again, I tracked it half a mile. I know it's been carrying a whole deer, uh, walking in in the in the field, and and uh, not knocking down corn. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, the, these tracks are again. He takes about three foot normal step, and it's 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 a track that even the, the track experts that Fred is the one from uh, he, my brother Fred contacted the Field Museum in Chicago, and they gave him a track expert in Utah, 
or Wyoming, I'm not quite sure. And he said that that somebody was walking around, had bought crutches, or uh, not crutches, but uh, 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 you know what you know what people walk on. Uh, now I can't, I can't remember it. Uh, at Home Depot, and we're walking around in my field. Oh, on stilts, uh, yeah, on stilts, stilts, right? And, and yeah, which was ridiculous. They wanted that's <laughs> even you know an animal. It, it's that's a that's extremely unusual. Story. Well, both of them are, and seen that track hundreds of times and many people have oh, well, you know the reason i asked you this is you do have that, that. do you you know you mentioned something that. about ufos uh do you think it might be craft that are landing out there well i mean i i know it i i know it's landed because i have well the five told this one i've never seen this one land um but uh this particular track, but uh, yeah, I know it lands. And and wh- one time I had about 150 pound deer, and it was only there for like a week that I'd put out, and it carried it, whatever. And again, right in front of all, all in front of working cameras, it picked that deer up, carried it about 100 feet out in my field, and here was an area about 10 feet by 10 feet where all the grass, all my hay field was knocked down. That was in June of 2015. And and all the and all of the there was all this area had been disturbed. It was very very evident because the the rest of the field was standing like normal hay, and and there was no tracks going out of that. There was one track coming in where he had the, this creature, the beast, where it had carried the deer, and then on my uh, I had a UFO on my uh, on my game camera. Uh, this, uh, the, when I checked my SD card, I had a UFO on there. So mm. I, know, I know that this deer was carried into the field and, you know, was the, whatever was carrying it and the deer itself were both were both uh, uh, gone. And there was no tracks going out of that 10 foot by 10 foot area. Which, and look, if you really look at it, it looked like four pods and then uh, this, the grass was had been matted or knocked down. So um so yeah it, you know i have a lot of ufo pictures too many many ufo pictures. Mm-hmm. you know it's interesting i uh of course i i've the ufo theory and cryptids has come up many many times i i, I was involved with a an habituation up in nova scotia where they were seeing craft and uh these things were getting out of the craft uh and um I was just wondering, maybe that's possibility. That's what's going on with you. And you know, they seem to just turn up out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think? Do either one of you think there's a pack of these beasts up there? I do. I do. I think there's five. I I say oh. five. I have. I I have definitely two different five-toed seven-pad tracks, different sizes. I have the fist track, and then I have another one I call a hyena track, which is. Uh, uh, there'll be one, two, three, four, but I think there's, but I do believe there's two, the, the five toed seven pad tracks that are both three, three by three and a half inches. Cause I, I've seen those come into my field in the snow side by side. And so I think there's five, at least five cryptids in my field. Yes. 
so Lon, you know, this, this story goes back to the thirties. I mean, from right. 1936 was one of the first sightings of this thing. Now, is it the same creature? I don't think so. I think there's a family of these things and I think it's, it's descendants or, or offspring of the, of these, these cryptids. Um, but yeah, I agree with Lee. I a hundred percent. There's definitely at least five, maybe six. Um, because mm. just, just the amount of evidence that you're getting, I mean, this is a, that picture right there was, uh, was an eyewitness description of what a woman saw on Bray road. Right. You know? let's, Linda drew that. Yeah. And Linda, yes, that's right. Linda, Linda got, and you, let's give Linda some props here too, because Linda Godfrey, incredible right. lady. I mean, she, she really brought this to the, to the forefront in the early nineties when, when sightings started happening, you had a large uh, period of time when no one was talking about this because no one wanted to get ridiculed. You know, now people are talking about it because look, you know, the government's uh, declassifying all the UFO footage, all the UFO phenomena. So I think you're, and especially now, maybe not 10 years ago, but I think now more, more and more people are open to talking about their own experiences and, you know, not because I think it's, uh, you know, and that's a good thing, you know, at least they're, uh, you know, not being ridiculed or anything like that anymore. Cause this is a real phenomenon. I mean, we are, we've captured it on video. So it's there. Something is there. Lee has a monster on his property. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's still a stigma. I know five people have seen it and none of those people would, um, probably go on on any type of show um you know they 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 went on one show uh on travel channel legend hunters and since that that was in 2018 and uh but i I have other other neighbors that absolutely will not talk about it right huh well you know i remember when linda first came out with this like i've been doing this myself for a long time but i remember when linda came out and uh, this was um, this was right after the Gable film had come out with the Michigan Dog Man, and you know there was a big uproar about that, which you know it was eventually found to be just a fake, you know, fake. And I, but I know Linda got a lot of a lot of pushback on what she was reporting. Uh, here's this. Uh, this reporter out of the Midwest who nobody knows and who's also an artist in drawing these things. And, uh, but I, you're right. I got to give her credit. She stuck with it and she kept gathering evidence and, uh, it is what it is now. And, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing phenomena. It's incredible. I mean, it's like, uh, the, the whole property is fascinating. I mean, you know, the, uh, and there's so many different areas. Uh, now we just went back, um, April 28th through May 1st. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had our work cut out for us every single day. We, we were doing something on when we got, when we flew into town on the 28th, uh, we had a town hall meeting, uh, our, our executive producer for this video, Ellen Collins, she put together this, uh, this town hall, got it all together. And uh, and the guy, um, Chad Lewis, at the um, uh, at the library. Right. He was uh, he was he was just floored with how many people showed up. I mean, we had over. Well, it was one hundred and I think almost one hundred and forty people showed up. Wow. And just telling their stories. um, And it was amazing. And 
What really struck me this time, and Lee talked about it just a little bit ago, about the, the way this thing walks and those track impressions that he has on some of these photos. Um, there were a few people that had said that this had a weird gait, right, Lee? It had some kind of really weird, like, just the way it walks was very, very strange. Well, it walks like a model. It walks, there's no straddle to it. Um, it's like glides. It, it, you know, yeah, it glides or, or it jumps. I mean, it, it, it yes, it, uh, now I have seen it a third, I've seen a cryptid a third time, um, again, a quarter mile away, and that was on all fours. Uh, and and I took pictures of that one also. And it walked now, that one I call the hyena one because it walked very awkwardly and with a lower back end. So, uh, but the the five toed seven pad uh cryptid, uh, he he's very yeah, he walks very smooth, they fly, he jumps, I mean, he jumps. 15, 20 feet at the flick of a, just a, just, you know, and there's, there's a track and there's yeah. no tracks and, you know, and, uh, or, or he's just gone. I mean, he will, he will jump. I have seen, I have jumped, I have in the snow, I've seen him jump nine, 10 feet, uh, and land again. And other times, of course, you're, you're following along and they're just, their tracks just end. So, that's that was the other thing that really struck us too. I had said Chad Lewis. I didn't mean Chad Lewis, the researcher. Chad, there was a guy, Chad, who was the director of the library. Oh, okay. He, he was very, very, very happy with what was going on. He couldn't believe it. Um, and when when we had this, uh, and that was that was the other thing too, how fast the thing was, and uh, that was the other reports that we were getting. A gentleman was coming down. Uh, I guess he was coming down Bowers Road, and he had seen in the distance this creature running seven feet tall on two legs and it was so fast and uh, he was blown away by that and and the thing is what with him he had never heard of the beast of bray road so all of a sudden he sees this thing and then hears about it later and he's like wow did i hear that uh when we were out there in october i mean we had people coming up to us telling us their story that they saw this thing and running along the car uh, running along in the field with the car and then uh, one of the pictures that Lee has looks exactly like what those people were describing. Um, we had a guy who was a state worker. We couldn't really have his name on the video. Uh, so we silhouetted him out. And uh, and another good friend of ours, uh, Donna Fink, who is also another researcher out there, she, uh, she was able to connect me with him. And he basically heard the same thing we did. He and a coworker were getting out of the truck and... They heard the same thing. And this was in the middle of the day. So they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what it was. Um, so now this particular time around, we did the investigation. Uh, Lee showed us a lot of new pictures because Lee, I mean, December, right? I mean, activity has been, been constant, but I think December, December was like off the chart. December was very active. Let many lights. And I, and I had in 2016, uh, the DNR stopped me from p- putting out roadkill deer in Walworth County. It became what was called a CWD, chronic wasting disease county, and you could not move deer. Previous to that, I could find a deer on you know on the road. I could call Madison, and they'd give me a number, and I could pick the deer up. And they stopped me in 2016. Hmm. But in uh, December of 2021, my neighbor came over, and he said I had harvested the deer, would I want the carcass and a bucket of trimmings? 
And I go, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's right here. He's, he's right next to my farm. You know? And I said, yeah, I can put that out. Um, so, so I did. And lo and behold, for, for two weeks, which is not unusual for two weeks, that carcass, which was mainly was bone, but the bucket of trimmings I dumped on top of the carcass, nothing came, no coyotes came, no raccoon, uh, nothing came to eat that whatsoever until really December 24th of, uh, of 2021, a mist came, which happened, you know, previously almost every deer mist came and yeah, there you got the picture of that mist that the mist came on my camera and I'll tell you, let me finish this story. And I'll get, leave that one up there. Leave that, leave that one up there real quick. Anyway. And, uh, and then the, 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 I came and the deer was gone and every little piece of trim of the, of the trimmings was gone. It was all completely gone, totally removed in front of a working game camera. So this mist, what you see here now, if you go back to the previous picture, Vincent, please, please. Okay, so this, I think, is in 2013. This is the first time Linda visited the farm. I, I talked to Linda, and, and I met her for lunch, and I said, when she's going to come out to the farm. And, you know, she, this is the first time. And uh, October, right? Mm -hmm. October? Uh, it's no, November. November. November, November. So this is the first time she'd come to the farm. So we pulled up and I got out of the truck. I had a deer out and I got out of the truck and now there's a smell I've smelled four or five times. It is a very rancid, I call it a dog skunk urine smell that's been in the sun too long. And oh. it's very rancid. And we got out of the truck and I said, Linda, the smell is here. And then there's, oh, that's a terrible smell. I said, well, I'll make sure it's not the deer. So I got out of the truck to walk up and check to see if the deer had that smell but i knew it wasn't and i and I said i said no the deer does not smell and when we got when i picked up the sd card we got back in the truck and here that mist was there this is the first one you got there is at two o'clock it looks like oh one o'clock but that mist had actually been there since 10 o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. uh, then you can go ahead to the next picture i walked up to the deer and now I'll go to the next picture I walked, it was a bright, oh no, okay, go back. I'm sorry, go back, go back one. I walked up to the deer. Nope, go, there you go, perfect. I walked up to the deer. I said, no, it does not smell. And I picked up the SD card. And when we looked at it, we were saying, oh, look at 10 o'clock. I said, that mist is here. And this was a bright, clear day. You could not see any of that. And hmm. and then it, and it got to two o'clock. And I said, Linda, we were here. Now, that camera half of my body is gone. I, I, there's no green screen here. This is my Moultrie camera, or that's a t my Tasco camera. And and there's that was a bright, clear day. And and that paranormal mist, or what, what else could you call it, totally half of my body is gone, and I was walking in it, mm. and the smell was there. Uh, the deer had not been moved yet, but the, the next day, the, when I put the camera back out, uh, the mist came and the deer was moved about 10 feet on that particular deer. But that, that, that can't, you can't have that picture. How can you have a camera taking a picture 
out in my hay field that has that disturbance. And it, it looks like a bullseye if you look at it close. Um, I get a white mist in my camera. I get um, I get a, this, this multicolored mist, I call this one. And then I get a black mist. And if you go to the next picture, um, there's a black mist. This black mist came and there was a deer. I had a deer out that was laying there and a black mist came. And that deer was carried 10 feet and dropped between two trees. And that, that, that black mist was there for about 20 minutes. You think it may be some type of cloaking abilities it has to keep it from being seen on the cameras? Oh, oh abs- absolutely. There, I have another several times. I uh, went one time. I went and and uh, the deer was totally gone. All the deer were carried away, and I went up and to take pictures. I took pictures of where the deer had been, and then when I picked up the SD card, I did not trigger that that camera until my hand uh actually my hip uh came close to the camera to uh to to take out the sd card i was it was told i was totally cloaked i was 15 feet from a working camera it took no pictures of me so, so that, uh, this okay, okay go ahead I'll, I just want to say, well, go ahead, Lee, Lee, and I want to come back and tell you something about that, because I, I had forgotten about the electronic stuff that night in the investigation. Yeah, electronic, electronics. I've had SD cards get yeah. totally, totally uh, uh, renamed and put KPEG files on it, and, uh, and I've had SD cards have just been... I had uh, forgot, I had forgot told, to... Cameras... Oh. I've had yeah. cameras just stop working, and then and I've changed SD card. They start working again, and Moultrie <laughs> says our cameras don't fix themselves. I said, "Well, <laughs> they kind of do." Well, that was what I, that's what I forgot to tell you before, uh, guys. That when we were doing the investigation, <laughs> Lee had the uh, the trail cams on that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I get so we get done we get done the investigation the next morning. <clears throat> we had breakfast with Lee. At the local uh, diner, and then we we had to fly back to Bucks County. But I got a text from Lee saying that, oh, by the way, the trail cams never went off. There's no pictures of you guys out there last night. It was like something shut it off at 5 o'clock, and then it didn't turn on again until 7 o'clock the next morning. So there were no pictures. And then Scott, Scott had a GoPro set up, too. We didn't get anything recorded on the GoPro. So something knocked it off. Now, this last time we were there, I just want to say this real quick, was, uh, and Lee, and I know Lee was blown away by this too. So this, this last investigation, we went into this new area where we actually saw those square tracks. And we all had our hotel room cards in our pockets. I'm on video. And uh, we had my, my hotel key was in, was in my pocket. Dominic Sattel, my other team member, he had it in his pocket. Scott had it in his. Ellen kept hers in the truck. So we're out in that in that field. And when we got back to the hotel, those cards didn't work. Wiped them. Wiped them out. So they got demagnetized somehow out there. That's bizarre. Yeah. We've got um we've got we've got a picture of some hair as well. Can you talk yeah. a bit about that? Yeah. This, okay. So this, I I have some I have pictures of the of the piece of Bray Road like this. If we go back one, Vince Vincent, please go back one. This this camera is five feet off the ground, 
And this is a fairly recent one. This is October 17, 2021. And I have pictures of it real close. I have pictures of fire away. And I have some, actually, Eric knows. I've showed him, shown him. Uh, I have some really pretty good pictures of the Beast of Bray Road. But uh, that's, we're, we're keeping those, uh, uh, keeping those hid for a while. But, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but here is, here is the type of hair that, uh, this camera was five feet off the ground in this. I mean, there's not, it's not a dog. It's not a coyote. It's not a dog. It's not a deer. It's not a person. There's no person out in my field. It's very, very isolated. Uh, there's nobody out there in a ghillie suit. So tell me what would be five feet off the ground and would have this this type of, of hair configuration, you know? Um, it kind of looks like hair that might be coming off a shoulder down an arm. Yeah, it does. And I have I have some pictures of shoulders and arms and, you know, and uh, pectoral muscles. Um, you know, I have over 100,000 pictures on my computer. So, wow. uh, and, and majority of them have, uh, super paranormal implications. So, um, then, then if you go, so that's the, that, that was on my camera, but in 2016, okay, go one more Vincent, please. I picked, I found this hair, go, yeah, go more. I found this hair on a bush two and two feet off the ground in, uh, on my fence line. It was on a bush on my fence line. And, uh, it, I have that hair and, uh, I bought a, a microscope to take picture to take pictures of it because I I called um, University of Madison and they wanted two thousand dollars and that's part of the part of the hair that was on the uh, uh, was on was on that bush two feet off the ground and I think next you should have some a microscopic pictures of it if we go one more yeah there and there's no sheath to it there's no there's no center. There's no, there's no uh, covering. There's no I was just going to say. It, it, it. So you're getting to that point, Lon, where you just said, does this have a cloaking device? And there you go. I mean, it's like a translucent. Maybe it's a translucency that's causing it. Yeah, because, Correct. you know, in hair that's suspected even a Bigfoot, it's got a core to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. It, 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 there's no hair that matches and yeah. you know and you know i think if you go if i would pay the 2000 which you know to have his dna tested i'd probably come back unknown but you, you can look at my microscope pictures of it and see it matches in the, the brown hair that's the white hair do we have another picture do i, did I send you some more vincent yeah that's more white but the brown hair there's the brown hair that's like segmented and it's got little uh it's got little hooks on it and that's why there's so much debris in my sample mm. uh it's actually got uh uh i don't see any on that one but um it's it's segmented and there there some of the hair has a hook on it is that one back there to, oh, i don't see it on that particular picture but oh, there uh, it is, right there, there yeah there it is there, 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 yeah, like a thorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Boy, that's bizarre. I mean, it's just so bizarre. I mean, this story gets more and more bizarre, and the more that you're out there investigating, uh, you'll see. I mean, 
This last time that we were out there, unfortunately, the weather got us this time. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't, you know, uh, I don't want to say too much because I'm editing the uh, video and I want, oh, I, get it. I want people to, uh, to be surprised, but I will say this though. Um, oh yeah. There's, there's that picture there. Um, we, when we were, yeah, there's, that one there. I'll talk about that one. there's something down in that bait area that is, that's very, very strange because when we were down there, the wind was blowing like crazy when we were, when we were walking to that area, when we got down to the bait area where we had all that activity, everything got dead quiet. The wind stopped and there was no, you know, there's trees there, but nothing's really blocking the wind. It was all open and the leaves were off. So it was, everything was pretty much open there, but it had got dead quiet in that area. So to me, there's something in that area that we're going to keep looking at. Um, and, and what's going on in that, that particular area is really of interest. This again, you know, you get the pictures too close or too far away. Although right. I do have some that are, are perfect. But anyway, um, this particular one, if you this is a quarter mile from my camera. Now there's a, a looks like a small tree to the to the to, to the right of it, to the right of that figure. There's a small tree. I don't know if he can zoom in on that or not. There's a small tree to the right of that figure. Uh yeah, that tree right there. It didn't come Okay. Back. I mean, that tree I measured was 14 feet tall. Okay. So that puts that figure at least six to six to seven feet tall and wide. That's, that's, that thing's a quarter mile away. That, that, that's a very large tree. That's a bunch of large animal. Yeah, absolutely. What's this of, uh, Lee? I don't know. I think well, you were doing. I think you were doing a measurement, Lee, of how. Oh, that's right. That's a tape. Okay. So that's yeah, a tape. yeah. That's how tall it was out there. Yeah, that that's a different picture. That's actually, uh, you guys got that off my blog site. That's actually my son uh, saw saw uh, eyes above that. Uh, that that time, my my hayfield, I couldn't cut it; was too wet. And uh, where'd we go? You guys went away. <laughs> we can still hear you. Huh. But it was, uh, back, I back mean, on? yeah, I mean, you it was can hear me. I, yeah, I, I can lost, hear you. I lost the video. Yeah. How do I get back on? Anyway, uh, that, that was, uh, my son had seen eyes above that and that was over six feet tall. Hmm. that's from my blog yeah i mean this the uh every time we go out to that property there's something that happens you know and uh and this particular time like i said we were out in that in that area where we saw all these the the square tracks which we were calling them the knuckle walkers because it just looks like like just lee said it looks like they're out, you know pounding down with their knuckles and then just the weird way this thing walks uh, was something that really struck me on this particular investigation. And you'll see that in the video where we have a, a lot of people came up and, and we're, uh, and we're talking about that. Mm. Interesting. I, um, do you think this thing somehow affects the environment around it? I mean, you say about it getting quiet. 
uh, feeling still? Do you think it has some type of influence on that? Okay. Ask that again. Ron, I don't think I understood your question. Yeah, go ahead. In other words, you, you mentioned that uh, it, it gets quiet all of a sudden. It, uh, oh, it gets oh. still. Do you think the beast has some type of influence oh, on that? Oh, absolutely. Um, the If I get the mist and, and uh, you know, or I get abnormal um, pictures on my on my cameras, Mm-hmm. I see no coyotes. I see no deer for a period of time. Really? I'll be and if I and you're out there and the crickets and everything, <clears throat> and you hear no more frogs or crickets or uh, or no sounds, uh, you're gonna. There's gonna be some experience of, of something abnormal. Maybe a light and maybe an orb. Uh, Linda and I saw an orb come across the field, uh, or or maybe a sound or. If you're looking through your, uh, you know, the uh, night vision, uh, you may see a figure or you may see uh, orbs um, or you may see a figure, a white figure or a dark figure with your eyes. So, I mean, it's uh, all those have have taken place in my hayfield. Have you seen any type of humanoid figures or anything like that that look like maybe like a ghost or something? Oh, oh, sure. I have. uh, I have, uh, I didn't send you any of those. I have, uh, yeah, well, that one there I sent you, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I just had one two weeks ago that uh, appeared to be a, a, a ghost that crowd, he was standing up and he, he bent over. Um, yes, I have, um, you know, um, mist or ghost-like type figures. Yes, absolutely. I have, I have a, a black, I have a black uh, figure that had actually, uh, I I have my trig my camera set so it triggers three pictures at a time. I find pictures work much better for my study than videos, mm-hmm. and uh, and I but I have a trigger take three at a time. In the first one, there's no figure. The second one, there's a translucent black figure, and the third one, there's a solid black figure, and that's one second, and it has just materialized virtually in front of your eyes. Um, so. And I get many abnormalities, like the one the one you just had up there, Vincent. Uh, that is something that is flying by. It was going by my camera. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's that's just recent too. I think that was oh November twenty twenty one. I mean, there's no bugs out, <laughs> right? Uh, and and I have other uh, many or abnormalities that are that are in my in my camera and i get thousands hundreds of of false triggers all the time i mean here this camera took a picture of that what triggered the camera does that and i call moultrie i call tasco and covert and all and they say it has to be heat and light heat and motion not one or the other and heat and motion to trigger the camera that's what their game cameras so is that object we're looking at there that figure that is that have heat and motion? What I mean, it's it has no f- form that I can. Well, I'm, you're the physics teacher. Tell us. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I I didn't study quantum physics. I think I think we got <laughs> I think we got to get up to quantum physics and and multiverse universe math. So right. oh my god, you know, just the you know the I wanted to say also a couple of shout outs. We got some really great people listening in tonight because they've been sending me messages. We got a great paranormal researcher. 
Uh, Morgan Knutson is on from Canada. Um, also, my buddy Jim Krug from Altoona, Pennsylvania, uh, and you know has got great questions here. I'm sure we're going to probably do some question and answer type things too. But yeah, and I've told the folks if you've got any questions, uh, put it in caps on the chat, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll go ahead and give it to the gentleman. Uh, I gotta ask. I've got to ask you, Lee, have you had any type of paranormal or unusual activity inside your home there? Well, again, I live 35 miles away. Right. Uh, and But I do stay up there certainly during the summer hay season. And I, and I, I have a bedroom in the, I have a shed that's 100 by, 120 by 60 foot shed that I store my hay in. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I have, uh, there's been, paranormal around the shed i have a picture i have a one time the camera was a half mile away and that particular night i was staying there and and there was this appeared to be a fire all the way along the west side and the north side of my shed it was just all lit up and the camera a half mile away took a picture of it is that Uh, right and i so I, i have i have put the camera in my shed i have not gotten have not gotten any unusual pictures but uh the sd card uh one when i put an sd card and the sd card uh was totally totally manipulated uh in fact it, it was not accessible my computer uh just simply would not recognize i even had an sd card in the in the slot and i i have a friend and she helps me and she was uh, she i gave it to her and her computer just she put it in the slot and just gave her a question mark. So there is manipulation, I think, on my property. But uh, there are two trees that are on a lane that I have going back there at about eighth of a mile from my farm, and I call those two the the uh, uh, tree, trees of weirdness because most of the activity does happen in the back part. But I've had tracks uh, near the barn that have been. Absolutely, the five-toed, seven-pad tracks. And, and one time, about uh, a worker and I were sleeping there, and something hit the shed. Now, again, could it be somebody walking, you know, coming to scare us? Sure. But about eight feet up in the air, about, you know, midnight, um, something hit the shed. And uh, uh, and, 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 and the, the people up there don't do that stuff. They don't yeah. sneak around. They're, they're going to get shot. They know I have. A 12 gauge shotgun and 20 gauge shotgun. People don't, you know, farm people do not uh, <laughs> come, ar- come around and try to scare people at night because they're yeah. going to that. So, uh, uh, so yeah, that, that's another one that I had in my field. Uh, a very large figure that you have up there now. Um, when was this taken, Lee? Uh, oh, that's Linda. Okay. So Oh, that's, that's Linda out the field. That's oh, Linda. Okay. She's reenacting. I don't know where you guys got that. She came and reenacted so we could tell how tall the image was uh, that I had out there, and it was. It appeared that uh, when we when she reenacted it, it, and and then measured how she is about uh, four and a half feet tall, and uh, hmm. yeah, that's Linda reenacting. That you don't have the other one. Gotcha. Uh, so that the figure, there was a figure right there, was about four and a half feet. This one, again, we're back. This one, that tree is fourteen feet. That little green tree to the right, 
So he's probably six, six, seven feet tall mm. and wide. He's wide. He's bulky too. Yeah, he's big. And, and Linda, uh, Linda came and I had her come. I went out there. I'm 6'3", 230 pounds. And she positioned me uh, close to where she didn't quite get me where that creature is there. And then she tripped the camera. And Eric has seen it, right? You can't. Yeah. You, you, you can't, you, I'm, I, you can't see me. I'm 6'3", 230 pounds, and I'm half the size. Well, the height, about the same height, but my body is nothing like that body. You know, in those, the mist, this mist is, is another thing, too, because, you know, you saw those pictures with Lee, and he kind of disappears in the mist. Um, those pictures of the mist coming across the deer, it's coming into the deer, could this thing be cloaking itself in some kind of weird mist? Yeah. Because then the next picture, the deer's gone and so's the mist. So it's, it's very, very strange. Um, well, I remember the, uh, I remember in the film, the, the small towns monsters film, they, uh, and I think Lee was in his car taking, or in his truck taking the uh, images where this mist came out on a, on a roadkill deer and, and just hovered above it. It, it, it has done that, yes, yeah. It 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 how it'll be. It hovers sometimes, and then within uh, a third of a second, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Let me ask you this, uh, Eric. Now you were out there twice, and you guys were staying in hotels. Did did you seem to have any type of? Uh, strange things happen to you away from the site, uh, either hotel or restaurant or any place else? Well, it's funny you answer, you asked me that because the night that we did the investigation on the farm in October of, of 2021, the entire town of Elkhorn lost power that night. Mm. When we got up the next morning, they were still trying to figure out the lights were flickering all over the place. So I had... I looked in my room and here I had, I brought a stick back with me from the, it must've been on my boot. I brought it back. It was on my hotel room floor. And Dominic says, you brought it back with you, didn't you? So, but Hey, you know, (laughs) I I don't know, (laughs) but yeah, it was just really strange. So, uh, but this time now, again, we went out there again, the Wi-Fi went out all the way into the Wi-Fi. So could that be an electronic thing on their part? I don't know, but, That first time, though, was, was very strange. I thought we were going to have to scrub the entire uh, uh, investigation in October because earlier it looked like it was going to rain. It was really cloudy. It was really bad. But after we left Lee from the barn, we took the, the four-wheelers down. And Dominic was like, should we take the four-wheelers? We don't want to scare this thing away. Obviously, it didn't get scared. So, um, But we went down there. When we went to the field... Right over the field, everything was clear as a bell. You could see stars. Everything just opened up. And that's when immediately we saw that orb go over. And uh, and then it was just, we had like a trifecta of, of paranormal activity, literally within 10 minutes. We, we, um, won't say, we won't say how fast you guys came back in my shed. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll say it because we beat feet back there, man. We got out of there. But uh, I'll tell you, you know, because Lee, I mean, and Lee could tell you too, he could see our faces. We were visibly shaken. Right. Absolutely. Physically, physically shaking. 
Yeah. Um, Vincent oh. asked Lee if he he or his family or anybody there had ever felt like they were in danger. Well, I mean, I mean, I know what this can. I, I know what this creature can do. Right. I've seen it pick up 150, 200 pound deer and carry it away. I've seen it uh, cut, uh, you know, a, a shoulder. You have that picture, I think, where it. Uh, if you want to put that one up, where it cuts the shoulder right off of a the deer, a front quarter, and and takes away the front quarter. Uh, I mean, and. And yeah, there that that deer was like 15 feet away, carried and thrown between these two trees, and then the right front quarter was cut. It's, it's I wouldn't say surgically, but it's definitely not chewed. It's cut off and carried away. Uh, and uh, and and I know what the animal can do or what the creature can do. Uh, and so, if it would want to hurt me, I think it. It has had many opportunities. Yeah. Uh, one time, I uh, I set up a camera. I walked in front of the camera because I was going to uh, check for tracks and actually my neighbor's field. So I walked in front of the camera, like 15, you know, 20 feet in front of the camera. And I continued uh, around, you know, around away from the camera. And, and I was gone for about 10 minutes. I came back and the camera was all twisted. And, mm-hmm. and 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 the next thing you see, uh, you saw in in the camera. There's a finger, a black type finger, and the camera's twisted. And I come back, and next thing you see is my face or my hat, actually. And I, I'm straightening the camera back out. I was only been gone about ten minutes, uh, and and that camera was visibly turned, twisted. So he was. It was right there. I mean, it it hit my truck with a stick uh, in uh, November, October 2019. Nope, 2020. I'm sorry, 2020. Uh, I was driving along my fence line 7:30 at night, and uh, and all of a sudden, pow! My truck got hit with a stick. You know, and I go, okay, you know. So I threw it in reverse, backed up about 15, 20 feet, and there was nothing there. I, it was still dusk. It was. In the, it was in September, so it was still light at 7.30 or dusk, and there was nothing in the woods that I was looking at. You know, I could see nothing. Uh, I had a friend reenact that with me, and he's 6'5", and I went out with the truck, and I had, and the next morning I went back, and there was a foot-long stick laying in my field, and I had scratches on the, on the driver's side above my rear, right, uh, my rear, my rear wheel well. Uh, there were scratches on my paint. And there was a foot long stick there. Well, then we were, you know, reenacting and he was, you know, throwing down. He, I said, no, we'll probably over more. You're gonna, you know, we got to get the angle, which the scratches were at. And he looked down and here were three more sticks that would have been broken in about foot long pieces. Mm-hmm. So it was right there. So I, I, I know what it can do. I and like I don't want to give it like like Eric says. You said <laughs> I don't want to feed the beast, so yeah. uh, I do pre- take precautions. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one, the one neighbor uh, when she found out she lived, she married and actually owned the farm that I I bought purchased uh, from her son, and she came over and she told me she had lived there for sixty years. She was eighty, and uh, she said, "Well, Lee, you know." 
I, I hear you have pictures of it. And, and I said, so have you seen the beast? He said, no, but I, I, I don't, don't go out there at night alone. So that was her advice to me. Yeah. Do you think that, and I'm inferencing a, a comment in here, that there's anything evil about these beings? No, I don't think there's any evil. I don't think there's any evil. Someone asked a question, could these be demons? You right, know, but the, that's uh, what I was referring yeah. to. Um, I don't think that's the case here. Um, I do think, yeah, there's definitely a phenomena going on. And someone had mentioned, is there multiple phenomena? Yeah, I think there's a lot of multiple phenomena going on. There's yeah. a lot of things. Um, as far as evil, I, you know, I don't know, Lee, I mean, even though it's there, right? And I mean, I didn't, I didn't, even though it was, it was, you know, startling to hear that howl, we still stayed out there for a little while. But, you know, I mean, I didn't get like, I guess initially, yeah, I mean, you could be like, you know, that frightening thing, which we were. Um, but I didn't get, and I didn't want to give it the chance, like we were just talking about, uh, as far as being in the in the danger zone. There, um, I didn't feel like that in a, a sense of uh, doom or anything like that, like impending doom. You admit, Lon, you had mentioned predation. Mm-hmm. Did you think there was any predation? I don't. I didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, we're, I think what I felt, and I'm sure Lee maybe agrees. I think they're about. They're. It's curious about us as we are about it. Well, that's probably true. You know, yeah, um, I, I, we have found that with other cryptids, and they seem to be, a lot of them seem to be just curious. But the 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 red glowing eyes, uh, and Ellen did some research on this too. The uh, that that has got to be producing so much energy in order to to have that a constant, because that's what Lee had seen was mm-hmm. basically it was a constant red glowing eyes, right? Lee, there was like. The luminosity, in my mind, in my eye view, I didn't have a meter, but the luminosity remained consistent from when it was looking at me beside the road and when it was 40 feet out in the field. The the one red eye I saw then was just as bright as they were up by the road. So it and was 40 feet out in the field. My lights were not reflecting to that degree. Right. Hmm. And Lon, when you get out to this area, and if you ever see this area out there, it's a big area. I mean, this yeah. this is a, a you see it in the video, um, but you could see it's a large expanse of an area. I mean, it's beautiful country. I mean, it's amazing, and it's just. Uh, but there's you know there's big long expanses of area, but there are also there's a lot of trees, tree lines. Uh, Lee has got some video, which is just phenomenal of the, of these UFO type lights going through the trees. Now we were down in that area. There's no way that these could be like, uh, motorcycles or ATVs or anything like that, because it's in the woods are so thick there. They would be stopping and having to turn this and that. This was just smooth motion going through. And it was just, that really, really struck me as like, wow, there's really something beyond the beyond going on here. I mean, the motion was 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 up and down. It, it continues right. in in a horizontal, well, in a, yep. actually a east west east west direction. But it it went in in around the trees. It went amongst the trees and yeah. came around them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Firemaker asked uh, Lee: Has the uh, beast ever influenced your psyche or anyone else's? Can it affect human minds? 
Well, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, I, absolutely. Well, first of all, I've had uh, at least two times when I missed time. Um, I was, uh, there was a, the week after Eric was there on, uh, in October, there was another production crew that was there from Boulder, Colorado. And I was, I walked, they, they went out around eight thirty the same time. And, uh, I walked, I took my, my, um, infrared camera, my night scope camera, and I was going to see if there are any orbs out there. I did not do that when Eric and those guys went out, but, uh, I, many times I'll walk out and just look at, I see orbs in my field on quite regular basis. I mean, I'd say 80% of the time when I go look at infrared or take my scope, I'll see orbs going around. And, uh, and I, I walked out and, um, I, I looked and I saw there was a, a light along my north fence line. Well, I thought that was the production crew that were out there, but at that time they have video and on my camera also. They they said I had a camera by the wetland. They were across the field, so that light on my north fence line was a visible light. That and they also they they also saw it and they have it in their video. Um, but then when I started looking through my scope. I uh, saw a, uh, I call it a ghost fire because it appears to be, I don't, it's, it, it's, it's one of the most uh, abnormal, paranormal uh, objects I've seen. And I would look through with my eyes. I could see nothing. I'd look through my infrared scope and here was this uh, fire or, or ghost fire. And, and I, and I was, okay, I got to get a, I have to get a video of this. And I could, I could, I could not figure out how to work the camera. Uh, I the camera went to 2016, instead of the time and date were correct, and they got all messed up. And I'm trying to work the camera, and I'm just focusing as hard as I can. I got to get this video of you know through my infrared scope, and and I just focused it hard. I finally got the camera to get the video, and I thought I was talking. And I don't talk at all. I'm, I'm right. thinking, I'm, I thought I was talking about, well, that this looks like a fire through here. But when I look with my naked eye, there's nothing there. Those, those, the whole production crew was a quarter mile from it. They, they, they never looked over. They didn't look in that direction with their scopes. I don't know if they had infrared scopes if they had, but they certainly didn't see it with the naked eye. And I never talked once through that <laughs> whole video. And I thought I was, and I, I knew I had to focus really hard to get that video. So yes, I knew that I, my, I knew I was very confused. You know, and Lee had uh, also, you had some missing time then too. You didn't realize that it was a certain time. Yes, absolutely. And, and not only that, but I had ridden down Bray road with that production crew like an hour before. And I had no memory of that whatsoever until They showed me the video of it. Wow. You know, one of our team members, Ellen, had, you're talking about, has it influenced your mind? She had a dream, and I know Lee's had several dreams, too, about this, this creature. Um, and she, she had a dream that uh, when we were out in the field that night, and, and you could see her when we first heard the howl, she kind of just froze. She says in that part of that 
production and what, what happened there with her, she had seen the creature come up to her and asked her to put her palm of her hand out. And the creature put his claw in her palm of her hand and she could see what was going on and why they, why this thing was here, what they, what it wanted, what it was, what it was trying to do is procreate the species. So that was one that was, that was very vivid to her in that particular time frame. Now, but in the video, obviously we're going from one thing to the next and there was not, there was no time lapse there that we could see or that we could, you know, in reality, see, it could be, that could be something completely different. Um, and then I know Lee, you, you've had dreams about it too. So it definitely, definitely does. I do. I have not, but I've been more of, uh, you know, Lee is more connected. I always say that there are people that are connected to the spirit world. Um, you know, even in the ghost situations, Bigfoot, uh, these different cryptids, um, there is some kind of connection to the, a very thin veil and I know that I think Lee is very connected to this. And as a result of us being on the property, we're connected to it as well. Mm-hmm. Let me give you one last question, Lee. Um, sure. Could, could you give us as much detail or description of this beast that you can? I mean, from what you saw? Well, well okay. The first time, <clears throat> the first time I, it was, you know, it was at night and I could not see anybody. Mm-hmm. I should have been able to see him body. I, I would say that the first, when I went down the embankment and then jumped into, jumped like 15, 20 feet on the field, I was probably 80 feet from it. Mm-hmm. And I had my brights on, and I should have been able to see body. I saw no body. I only could see those luminous red eyes. Uh, the figure that I saw a quarter mile away uh, was just a huge, it appeared to be brownish black. And my 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 pictures show that also. Uh, it was not in a hurry. It was crouched down, like I said. When I went over there, it was it had been drawing circles on the ground, um, and it it walked away uh, from me on two legs, absolutely two legs, and again in that very straight, no straddle uh, line. Uh, it, it it appears to walk like a model uh, in the in my. Snow tracks indicate that all the time. Uh, and there's also, there's no, in my snow tracks, there's no drag marks. You see the coyote or deer, they have drag marks. When this can walk in foot snow and there's no drag marks. Um, I did not see a tail. Uh, and other people have reported seeing a tail. Uh, it was crouched down and then it turned. And I did not see a tail, but again, it was a quarter mile away. Uh, and, uh, Huge. I, it was. I knew it was huge. I mean, it was. Uh, when I saw it crouch down, I go, "Whoa, that thing's huge!" And that stood up. I go, "Whoa!" And again, that game app or the app that my my the guy who is a camera guy in Chicago said it was six and a half to seven feet tall, with uh, shoulders of three to three and a half feet wide. So, um, but I did not see a tail that time either. Interesting. Well. Guys, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I've been wanting to talk to Lee for a long time. And uh, and Eric, thanks for coming in here and, and co-hosting with me tonight for this. <laughs> no, uh, anytime, Lon, anytime. I mean, we had sure. such a great Lee, – Lee and his brother Fred are awesome guys. I mean, you know, we've gotten to be friends now beside, you know, doing, doing these investigations. And it's always fascinating talking to Lee and uh, – 
you know, it's amazing. I mean, there is just a phenomena there. And if we can get some answers, that's what we're trying to do. Um, I would encourage people, if, if this is okay to say it, uh, to check out our YouTube page, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Mintel Investigates. Um, and you could see the video. It's called Be- The Beast of Bray Road, Alive and Well. You could like and subscribe to our channel. Um, I'm going to be putting a new follow-up video out very, very soon. You're going to see this incredible town hall. Lee speaks at the town hall. You're going to hear um, incredible eyewitness testimony. Um, but, you know, we're going and we're back on the farm. We're back on the farm doing uh, a lot of really new techniques on this particular investigation. So I definitely would encourage people to check it out. And uh, it's always, always a pleasure. <laughs> who, who, who made up this? Is that yeah, you? it's Vincent. Vincent has a <laughs> this kind of Oh, that, that's pretty cute. I love it. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, thanks again for coming on. We'll have to, you know, anything else comes up, let me know. Maybe we'll have something else, another show, any follow up to what's going on. And again, much appreciated. Lee, uh, enjoy yourself on coast to coast tonight. I'll be listening. Okay. Thank you. So you all take care and you have a great weekend. Thanks, thank, you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. You got great. it, buddy. Have a good night. Bye, Vincent. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Vince. Now, if you have an unexplained encounter sighting, feel free to contact me through the Fams of Monsters blog site. I want to again thank Lee and Eric for joining me this evening. And thanks to each and all of you for watching and chatting. Uh, if you made a super chat donation, it's truly appreciated. Your support is what makes this all possible. Please like, subscribe, and share. And uh, if you have a sighting or encounter report that you'd like to be considered for the personal report show or even post to the Phantoms of Monsters, feel free to forward to me at my email, lonstrickler at phantomsandmonsters.com. So next week, my guest will be paranormal researcher and author, Steve Stockton. Steve always has a few interesting accounts to present. So make sure to join us next Friday night. So until next week, stay healthy and have a safe, enjoyable weekend. Good night.